Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of Skewed and Reviewed Skewedcast. I'm Gareth, creator of Skewed and Reviewed, and you can catch us online at sknr.net for all things movies, games, televisions, convention, entertainment, travel, and more. And we didn't do a show last week with the holidays, but we wanted to get in one more before um, the end of the year, before 2022 hits. And I'm joined, as always, with Justin and Michael. You can also catch us at Pinal, P-I-N-A-L, central.com, keyword skewed. That's a network of 12 papers and 20 markets that we do game reviews for. We have our Skewed and Reviewed, the magazine, which you can get at Barnes & Noble and other outlets. We have our uh, December issue out right now. And, of course, you can catch me on BGHA's Geek Nation on KSWFM. We put the simulcast on the, on the site. Uh, they've been off for a couple weeks for the holidays, so uh, probably be right back to it week at, either next week or the week after next. And uh, a lot of stuff coming up. So what we thought we'd do this week, since obviously this is the time of year when news is a little uh, different, things are kind of winding down, a lot of the PR offices are, well, all of them are closed up until next week, uh, we thought this would be a good time to look back on 2021 and some of the things that we liked about the year and also take a look ahead to next year. So uh, I'll start off what I was happy about is that if we looked back as I was doing my uh, awards voting for the movies and having to come up with my top 10 list and all of that, I looked back and I was amazed at some of the movies that were actually out last January and February. And so for me, I looked at it and said, you know, it, it's been an interesting year. We started to have the vaccines. We had movie theaters return. We had theme parks return. We had cruising return. Um, you know, we had some concerts return. And while some of this has been put up in the air because of the current wave that's been going on with Omicron and so on, it was brought to my attention that cases are still, in some areas, half of what they were at this time last year. So there has been some progress. Um, you know, we've been able to do some kind of travel this year. Uh, not to the level we had, and we did resume some conventions. I was actually able to do Comic-Con Special Edition, was able to do my first panel in a couple of years, so I was really happy about that. So uh, before we start looking ahead and then wrapping, you know, going on with some of our better games, some of our better movies, uh, let's move down the line. So, Justin, what about you? What What's your uh, take on 2021? No, I think, I, I agree. I think that... Uh... You know, 2020 was nuts. It was a little crazy. Um, but, you know, and I think we were saying, you know, around around this time last year that, you know, optimistically we thought that 2021 was going to be uh, maybe a year that we returned to more normalcy. And I think, I think looking back at it, um, that ended up coming true for the most part. Um, yeah, it's a little disappointing. We're still dealing with the pandemic. It's still going on. Um, you know, and, and all sorts of different disruptions. But I do think that most businesses and most kind of events and um, most things that, you know, we weren't able to enjoy in 2020, there are now ways to enjoy it in 2021. So um, like you, uh, um, you know, I was able to go to the theaters this year uh, a couple times. Um, you know, obviously I, I used to go way more often, but, um, 
you know, I had a, a really a great time um, with uh, both movies I saw. So, you know, I think we're we're coming to a point where, yeah, we're not quite, you know, pre-pandemic, but we're starting to figure out ways to enjoy the things that we weren't able to before. And Michael, your take, please. Yeah, well, I think we learned a couple of things in 2021 that we maybe hadn't hadn't really been able to identify in 2020. And some of that in particular is people will go to the movie theater if they feel the movie is worth seeing, regardless of whether it's a pandemic or not. Um, specifically, when we talk about Spider-Man reaching one billion as quickly as it did, um, obviously in the thoroughs of the uh, Omicron variant, we were still able to see that movie uh, pretty much come across and save um, a lot of theaters, I think, in, in a lot of ways. Um, you know, so we're actually seeing that people will go to the theater and the theater is still the best way to see a movie if the movie is worth seeing. Uh, I think uh, Dune was another one that uh, I felt was worth seeing in, in um, theaters and did fairly well considering it was also released on streaming the same day. Um, conversely, you can look at things like The Matrix, which had a terrible opening, at least in the U.S., and was released on streaming the same day. And, and I think that more, speaks more to the movie itself and not the fact that it was simply a streaming slash movie theater reveal at the same time. So I think between um, those kind of things, we can see that if Hollywood puts in the effort, if Hollywood um, is, I don't think we're going to be able to rely on um, a movie with a, with a fancy title or with superstars being able to draw the crowds that they used to during the pre-pandemic stages, because I think people are being a lot more sensible with their time and their money. Um, and some of these, I think some of these things we're seeing, uh, streaming releases might hurt them in the short run, but if a movie is really worth seeing, then going out and uh, that movie experience is still something that a lot of people um, like, like to do. So that's uh, obviously one thing that I think we learned about the, the pandemic in particular. <clears throat> obviously, um, some of the uh, other things that um, we kind of learned throughout this time is, uh, I, to that same point, is I don't think movie theaters are going anywhere. I know they had to swivel a bit. They had to readjust some of the things they did. Um, I, I'm hoping that the, this is a sign that as things uh, improve, uh, I know we keep talking about that, and I don't know if that's going to be 2022 or 2023 or, or whatever, but as things improve, that the movie theater is still a very viable um, option. So again, that's that's something that I that I was thankful to see, and I, I'm sure a lot of folks who love that movie-going experience um, were thankful to see as well. Um, you know, a couple of good releases um, over the over the year, and, and obviously some good game releases, uh, lots of stuff that kind of kept us uh, busy in 2021. Um, one, of the, one of the more surprising game releases from Humble Games that I reviewed recently was Archvale. Um, it was a Zelda-type game that I honestly didn't think I was going to get too excited about, but it ended up being sucked in. So I just think it shows that. Oh, and looks like uh, Michael's audio dropped there. Joys of live recording, but uh, we'll get uh, him back in in a second. What uh, I was going to bring up is that it was interesting because we had such a wide variety of films this year. So, you know, many of them were sitting around from last year, uh, like Dune, like you mentioned, but then there were other films that kind of flew in under the radar, like Writers of Justice, which was a uh, foreign film that they're actually making a U.S. version of. That came out earlier in the year. 
We had Belfast. We had, you know, things like the Courier from earlier in the year. And then you had this really odd situation where you had these quality films like West Side Story that have struggled to find an audience. And it seems like the general consensus, as Michael was alluding to, was that people are willing to do the big event films because we saw a big box office for Black Widow. We saw box office for Shang-Chi. The Eternals, which I knew some people were crowing about, oh, Marvel's going to be in the red with this one. It's hit over $401 million, and it still hasn't hit pay-per-view. It still hasn't hit on-demand, and then it's coming to Disney Plus next month. So you're seeing progress there. Uh, but yet you had films that, as I said, Ghostbusters didn't have a big budget. So at $177 million, it's probably going to do okay once it gets on video and pay-per-view. But you had other films, like I said, West Side Stories only made $39 million worldwide, and it was an expensive movie. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. Michael mentioned some of the games that were out there, and there were a lot of interesting things. You know, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, Deathloop, um, Call of Duty Vanguard, I always liked that. I enjoyed Back for Blood with its net, uh, retro nature to it. It was nice. Uh, Far Cry 6, Alien Fireteam Elite. It was nice to get the souped-up Quake 2021 uh, that came out. And, you know, beyond that, we also got the rollouts of uh, some new titles for the PS5. Um, you know, we got to see Biomutant finally uh, got out. Uh, we got Outriders. Uh, so there were definitely some interesting titles. Now, as we move ahead to 2022, obviously important to look at some things coming up. I, I'm uh, still hoping that we're able to pull off CES without, uh, you know, too many issues. It's still a week or so away. They have some really rigid safety guidelines. Um, I'm grateful cruising has returned, although lately they're kind of saying it might be time to put a pause on that for a month or two to get things straightened out. So we'll see how that goes. And uh, there are a lot of interesting movies coming up. So Justin, what are you looking forward to in 2022 from a movie standpoint? Uh, for sticking to movies, um, I think for me, one of the big ones I'm looking forward to is uh, the new Batman movie that's coming out. Um, uh-huh. I think just titled The Batman. Right. Uh, that that's probably at the top of my list right now. I mean, I'm um, also pretty. I'm pretty looking forward to. Um, the new Doctor Strange movie. Uh -huh. um, I think that's also a, a good option uh, for a little bit later in the year. Um, both of those, obviously, two superhero movies or getting getting plenty of superhero movies. But um, the Batman, I think it, it kind of edges out um, any others right now for me just because I'm a big fan of Matt Reeves, who's the director. Um, and it looks like it's going to be kind of a an interesting sort of new take on on Batman, which, uh, you know, we haven't had a standalone Batman movie in a while. So I think this is, uh, going to be pretty interesting. Hopefully it's does well enough that, um, you know, we can get some more, um, Batman movies kind of in this style, uh, a little bit later in the year. Um, you know, supposedly we're actually getting avatar two, um, in yep. December, 2022. Uh, that's a, when I see a trailer, I'll believe it kind of thing. We've, we've kind of heard, for years that James Cameron has been working on this thing 
Um, so it, it's just hard for me to believe that it's actually coming out, but uh, supposedly, supposedly, if it, it makes is. you feel any better, two and three are done. They're just editing them up right now. Right. But you know that was the whole point was that they felt that last December wasn't a good idea, or this December, excuse me, and they felt that it would benefit from a little more time. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm interested in it. You know, I we got a bunch of pictures the I, other day, so at least there is some progress. Yeah, um, I I'm always been a little mixed on Avatar, just in general. Um, you know, I always felt that, and this is I I totally admit this is just a more of a personal gripe of mine, but uh, always felt a little bit robbed that um, James Cameron never got to make an Alien Five. Um, and it, it really seemed like he was putting some effort in to make that happen uh, before the Alien vs. Predator movie came out. I mean, obviously, this is now ancient history at this point. But um, his his time and effort has been, you know, spent on Avatar for a very, very, very long time. And, you know, I liked Avatar. It was I thought it was pretty good. But um, of his, you know, wide range of movies that he's made, I, I definitely think Avatar is on the weaker side. Um, and... You know, I'm curious to see what he does with it. I, I'm I'm very curious to see if uh, he's able to kind of recapture that again because when it came out, I you know obviously you remember it was like a big big deal that that year it came out. But you know, in the subsequent years, it you know honestly it, it kind of seems like it's fizzled out. I've only watched it like the one time in theaters. I've never really watched it again, and never really had much of a desire to watch it again. Um, and just in the the kind of cultural um, uh, staying power of Avatar, I, I don't think it, it quite has the same staying power as of like, say, Terminator or or Aliens, um, which, you know, I mean, just take for example that there's there's video games being made out, off of uh, Terminator and Aliens like decades later, but uh, very little going on with Avatar. So I, I'm curious, but I'm curious to see if he's able to kind of revitalize that again. Um and really capture the same kind of success. Um, so beyond that, beyond Avatar 2, um, I think there's one more I kind of wanted to mention. Oh, oh yeah, um, there's another uh, Mission Impossible coming out, which, um, you know, it's kind of surprising that each one, you know, ends up being good, uh, just because there's so many of them. But uh, mm -hmm. the last several have been, uh, have been excellent, so uh, I'm looking forward to that as well. I think the last few have been better than the ones that came before it. I think the first two or three had the problem with the plots were so convoluted they were at times difficult to follow. And I think from the fourth one on, they found a great way of doing, you know, they found the formula that worked for them. And I think Avatar is going to surprise a lot of people because let's not forget they have the video game in the works at Ubisoft. And let's not forget there's also new ownership. And you know they're going to probably be doing all sorts of stuff at the world of Avatar, or the world of Pandora at Disney World, uh, excuse me, at Disney's World Animal Kingdom, which is still packing them in, and I have a feeling they're going to do a massive role on it. And it's interesting you mentioned the Batman, because as we get into 2022, we're going to see the big change at the theater, because HBO Max is moving away from the day-and-date release of uh, films. And, um, you know, we saw that most recently with The Matrix, and you're seeing a lot of the theaters that have the contracted arrangements with studios of about 45, 60, 90 days before streaming 
coming into play. And Warner Brothers has already come out and said, for Batman, they're looking at the 45-day window from when it hits the theater until it hits HBO Max. So that is going to be, to me, a very big question as how fast is it going to take people to, uh, you know, are people going to say, yeah, I'll, I'll go and see it? Or are they going to say, you know what, if I'm not having to wait six months to a year to stream it, I'll just sit and wait. So let's take a quick look ahead at some of the video games that are coming up. Hey, Gareth, I'm back, by the way. Oh, fantastic, fantastic. Now, how so, long this will last, I don't know. But um, <laughs> as far as movies are concerned, Top Gun, I saw the first 18 minutes of it at CinemaCon. Yeah. Blew me away. I am so excited for that movie. I was a little bit hesitant about it, but the first 18 minutes are gold. Uh, I, I, If you're nostalgic for that movie at all, um, I would definitely say that's one you're going to want to see in theaters. It's outstanding. Just the, how they how they how they approach the new one is just phenomenal, and I can't really speak highly enough about that movie. Um, obviously, Jurassic World Dominion um, is coming out, which again is another uh, one that I think will definitely draw in more folks to the theater and, and bring in a lot more uh, revenue. Those so those are two that I'm really super excited for. You know, it's interesting, too, because I was just going to run down some of the stuff. Um, obviously, with things being what they are, we may see a shuffling of the deck. And we mentioned earlier, I don't know if you caught that part, Michael, where we said we're going to see the new protocols for theaters where you're going to see the 45-day window starting to pop up from theatrical debut until it goes streaming. Warner Brothers has already said uh, that the Batman, which is due in March, the plan is still 45 days from theatrical release. It's going on HBO Max. We know that Universal and several other um, companies have that in play. But, you know, looking into the new year, January's got some interesting ones. We've got the female action film 355. We've got Scream, which I'm actually really curious about. And unfortunately, they're going to screen it for us uh, while we're away at CES. But uh, we do have someone covering uh, Morbius, you know, I, I think that'll be an interesting screening because Sony has been very rigid on press only, have to be vaccinated and wear your mask at the screenings. And so I figured they're going to do that. But, you know, Jackass Forever, not really me. I know my son's looking forward to that one. There's the romantic comedy Marry Me with Jennifer Lopez and Owen Wilson, Sarah Silverman. Curious to see. It's coming out February 11th. I'm curious to see if the um, people will go back for romantic comedies. We've kind of been saying that it seems like people will go to the theaters for big event films like the Marvel movies, like, um, uh, well, Spider-Man's Marvel movie and so on. But they're kind of laying back a bit from the comedies and stuff. Uh, one I'm curious about is Death on the Nile. This has been pushed around a few times. You're going to have the Army Hammer backlash potentially, uh, but that's sitting there. I'm curious if Uncharted is going to bring in people. I know reviews have been mixed on the trailer, but March is looking interesting. I mean, Justin's mentioned the Batman. Uh, Pixar's got Turning Red. You've got this one that I didn't know much about until recently, the Sandra Bullock, Cher Channing Tatum film, The Lost City, uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, you know, Ambulance. They pushed it back, but that looked intriguing. You've got this new animated film, The Bad Guys. And then the Northmen. So these are all like ones that weren't there. They're saying we may get Legally Blonde, but then uh, three. But then, as you know, the big event films, you know, Doctor Strange, um, Bob's Burgers movies. You mentioned Top Gun, Jurassic World. 
Uh, Lightyear, the Buzz Lightyear movie, I think that could do really well. Uh, Minions, The Rise of Gru, the Minions have always been well. Thor, Love and Thunder, I expect that to do exceptionally well. But then there are things like Fantastic Beast, you know, well, let's see the Harry Potter fans, Black Adam. You mentioned Mission Impossible, but we also have Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, Halloween Ends, The Flash, you know, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Aquaman, The Lost Kingdom, Avatar 2, and that's just some of the stuff they have, you know, Hocus Pocus 2. Um, it will be really, really interesting to see what happens. Uh, and, of course, then again, there's always the concern that these things can get pushed back again. But let's think positive and let's look on. Let's look at some of the video games that are coming out next year. I mean, we've got Rainbow Six Extraction. I've heard some people say, oh, you know, this and that. But proof is going to be in the play. You've got Dying Light 2 uh, just off the bat. Um, you know, Destiny 2, The Witch Queen. The Destiny 2 is still drawing in people. And, you know, just so much more. Tiny Tina's Wonderland. That's one that I'm really looking forward to. And then beyond that, of course, you know, everything else at this point is still speculation as we get to E3 in terms of is it going to come out this year? Is it going to, uh, you know, make it this year, next year? When's it coming? We, you know, we're hoping for Starfield this year. Obviously, we're going to get another Call of Duty. Uh, Michael, what uh, what about you? What are uh, game-wise things that have been announced that you're looking forward to? Yeah, I mean, saying. obviously, Starfield, I'm I'm very excited for. Um, uh, but as you say, th some of these games are speculative. I mean, we suspect they'll make their dates, but what we've learned about the pandemic and just about game development in general is there, I would, would rather them push a date than try to force a date um, just, just to get something out. I mean, we've seen some pretty high-profile games in the past that have tried to force things out before they were ready, and it takes a long time to build back consumer trust when you do that. So will Starfield make it? I hope so, but I'd rather them release it when it's ready versus trying to push for the date that they're shooting for. Uh, obviously, Elden Ring is one that we should see coming out fairly soon. Uh, another Souls-like game that looks um, fascinating. I've, I have a love-hate relationship personally with uh, Souls games in that I love how they look. I love the idea, but I hate how I play them. So Well, everybody uh, hates how they play them. Yeah, so we'll see. <laughs> we'll see how that does. Um, Every, every time I always think it's like an age thing like oh I haven't played it in two years three years so I'm obviously better at video games now I'm going to go back and play it and I realize I'm not um, so uh, but I still I still love the look I, I still love the lore I still love um, the, the, the concept whether or not I'll actually love the gameplay and how I play it um, is up in the air uh, Total War Warhammer 3 the Total War series has always been one that I've uh, been you know fascinated with ever since some of the original Total War games um, and the Total War Warhammer continues to find its footing with every new release, so I'm excited for that one. Um, Horizon Forbidden West, obviously the uh, the sequel to the very um, popular PlayStation exclusive game is is coming out in the works. Um, so yeah, there's a lot I think that um, we'll be surprised with. Uh, I'm, I'm obviously hoping that we you know see some of these games. It's always a little bit kind of kind of slow up until I think you know, summertime, and that really things tend to hit their stride with uh, November, December, uh, and after E3. What I am hopeful for is that we see a lot better showing from the console exclusives, to be honest, because I think the consoles, um, you know, that, considering they've been out for well over a year now, I think they're still struggling to really find their niche in games. Um, some of that's just because I think 
consoles are still hard to come by by a lot of people. Uh, the pandemic slipped some release schedules. So I think generally speaking, there's still a, a big gap in the amount of games that are available for those. Uh, but I'm hoping that we'll kind of start seeing those gather some footing with E3 and then and then moving into uh, late 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 next year. So that's what I'm hoping for. I, I think big, you hit it on the head. The big problem is that they don't have as many on the market. And we're starting to see, I think, the transition where you're going to see games that are made exclusively for the new systems. And people are thinking, well, I don't want to put this on the market yet until there's enough units to justify uh, that. Now, I personally also have a my shot in the sky. I've already got my money put aside uh, for it. Uh, but I, I'm waiting for PSVR 2. That's my that's my big hoping. It comes out at Christmas time next year, so I'm ready to go on that. What about you, Justin? Any other games or things that you wanted to uh, highlight? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So um, I wanted to re-highlight uh, Total War Warhammer 3. I was uh, actually surprised Michael mentioned it. Um, I, I thought that was a, a, a big... Um, personal niche of mine um just to give some perspective um recently total war warhammer 2 edged out every other game i've ever played on steam as as far as total hours on record which is now uh at 1082 hours um i love that wow, game. i'm impressed <laughs> that's an impressive number uh i i love that game um there is so much depth uh, I, I grew up, you know, with with Warhammer, so I'm a huge fan of the of the setting. Um, and, you know, uh, one of the things that uh, really drew me to Warhammer or Total War Warhammer and Total War Warhammer Two um, was that you know it's based on a setting that uh, Games Workshop, who makes the the original uh, tabletop setting, um, they they got rid of the the Warhammer Fantasy uh, setting and rebooted it as something else. Uh, and I always thought that was kind of a bummer. So this kind of lets you relive that that old eighth uh, edition um, Warhammer Fantasy setting, which it's just there's so much depth to that game. Um, you can play it from, uh, you know, there's there's so many different factions. They all play differently. So uh, I am extremely excited for Total Warhammer Three. It's the capstone of their trilogy. Um, so I, I think they're going to go all out with this. Um, they're going to finally kind of complete the whole world, uh, and you know, c complete out all the factions that you know aren't in the setting yet. Uh, so I, I imagine I'll probably put another thousand hours or so in, into that one. Um, infinitely moddable, uh, good multiplayer. I mean, it's got co-op. It's just an absolutely fantastic game, and probably the number one game I'm looking forward to potentially. Um, for 2022 and that one's for sure coming out for February 17th so that's pretty early on um, in the year and then you know beyond that I'm actually fairly excited to see what they do um, or, or what that team does after they're done with Warhammer um, there's all sorts of rumors that they might tackle Lord of the Rings or um, you know Warhammer 40k or, or you know all sorts of different things so uh, just wanted to re-highlight that one I think that one is uh among the top of my list also Elden Ring that one also has a pretty firm date for you know late February February 25th I'll, I'll definitely be playing that one um, and then looking out a little bit beyond that um, Stalker 2 um, I'm kind of curious about uh, I, I never really got into Stalker 1 but uh, I'm curious you know Stalker it's very it's a very popular game so I'm kind of 
you know, watching that one. That one's supposedly also coming out in April. Um, but uh, that one I kind of anticipate it might get delayed just because we haven't seen a lot of the game yet. Um, and, you know, April actually isn't that far away. Uh, and then going on, you know, later into 2022, um, you know, these ones are all games I sort of suspect might get delayed uh, just because there's no firm date. But Company Heroes 3, um, another RTS that I, I, you know, I like the first two quite a bit. And the setting for the third one, uh, they're setting it in North Africa and Italy. So I think that's, uh, you know, we'll, we'll make for a, a new kind of interesting setting for a World War II RTS. Um, there's the Callisto Protocol, which just has a 2022 date right now. There's no... Uh, there's not even a quarter that they're kind of setting this in. Um, that one kind of captured my interest when they kind of showed that uh, first initial uh, CG trailer. I can't remember when they even showed it. Was that E3 or... I want to say it was the Game Awards a year ago. Maybe right. I'm wrong. Um, but it had this very Dead Space vibe, and supposedly it's being made by a bunch of people who worked on Dead Space, So, um, which kind of leads me into the next one. Uh, Dead Space Remake, also supposedly coming out in late 2022. Um, Dead Space, love it. So hopefully the, the remake can kind of recapture that. Um, just a couple more I uh, wanted to mention real quick. So Homeworld 3 um, yeah. and uh, Warhammer 40k Dark Tide. Um, so Homeworld 3, obviously. Um, hopefully it can you know cap recapture the kind of same uh 3D space RTS that uh, Homeworld 1 and 2 did so well. And Dark Tide is a kind of Left 4 Dead-esque um, uh, Warhammer 40k co-op shooter uh, by the same people, Fat Shark, who made uh, the Vermintide games, which both of them are, are quite good. And last one I wanted to mention, um, hopefully the sequel to Breath of the Wild also comes out this year, or this next year. Mm -hmm. um, obviously that will also be a big deal, so um, pretty exciting year for, for games in general. And also, let's not forget some of these classic things to look forward to. One of them was delayed from Christmas to March, but as of right now, we have uh, four books scheduled, Alien Inferno's Fall, Alien Colony War, a new Predator book, and a new Alien vs. Predator book, all coming out from Titan Publishing. And I'm basically, I, I'm kind of looking at 2022 as being a really interesting year for Disney Plus because I think this is a year that they're, I mean, I know that the other companies are spending, Netflix is spending a lot, Amazon's spending a lot, but this is going to be an interesting year because in March, Hulu uh, is going to roll out the new episodes of the Orville, and I'm very curious to see how those are going to be uh, responded to. You know, Paramount uh, Plus is apparently going to, they're going to roll out Picard uh, and then possibly Strange New World. But I, I look at Disney Plus, and this is where they've got, they had the Book of Boba Fett roll out last night, so we're going to get the rest of that. We're going to get Andor. We're going to get Obi-Wan. Possibly, oh, we'll get the Bad Batch 2, possibly a new season of The Mandalorian. And then, of course, we have the other stuff. And meanwhile, they're going to go, oh, by the way, here's She-Hulk, here's Miss Marvel, here's Moon Knight, and then all the other stuff we don't even know about. This is going to be their chance to really put the hammer down. And also, how long until we start seeing some of these Fox properties that they're sitting on when they start throwing those down? And I think they, they are poised to really take a stranglehold on the streaming uh, 
industry this year, not just with their massive catalog, but if these shows continue to hit. I mean, everything we've heard of is the Book of Boba Fett was a massive success for them last night in terms of viewership. So lots of good stuff ahead. So with that in mind, folks, hopefully everybody will stay safe, be well, have a very happy, healthy, and safe New Year's Eve. I wanted to leave you with this uh, note as we prepare for CES. Here are some items that are turning 50 years old in 2022, just so you don't feel too bad. Atari's Pong, Boggle, Bottle Caps Candy. These are sad. These are all like things that I'm very aware of. The Honda Civic. The Jet Ski, Magnavox Odyssey, their console uh, gaming station, the Egg McMuffin, Mr. Pibb Soda, Popeye's Fried Chicken, Stovetop Stuffing, <laughs> and it's just like, yeah, I, I feel old, but, you know, hard to believe there was actually a world, uh, a modern world when they didn't have those things. So, folks, until then, take care. We'll see you next year. Be well.